need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a question for you. Are you asking life's big questions and using them as an opportunity to explore, learn, and connect with others? The quality of the questions we ask often determine the quality of our lives. And that's what we're going to be talking about here right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said with author and psychotherapist Jonathan Robinson. Hello, 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 and welcome to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. But the question I have for you today is, do you know what makes you happy? Do you know what it takes for you to live well? What feels good in your life when you feel like you're living a life filled with meaning and engagement? So often we move into these default patterns of business and family and work and veering toward the things that may or may not be meaningful without a second thought. But if we stop and contemplate our world, our inner life and our outer life and our place in it, how can we serve? How can we be supported by others? How can we give to others? Then those questions can help us elevate our life experience so that we do feel well, so that we do live happy lives. It's time today to ask the big questions, and we've got the author of Life's Big Questions and nine other books, including his most recent, The Enlightenment Project. Jonathan Robinson is here today. Welcome, Jonathan. Good to be here, Polly. Jonathan is a psychotherapist, best-selling author, a professional speaker from Northern California, He's reached over 200 million people from around the world with his methods, and his work has been translated into 47 languages. It's appeared in Newsweek, USA Today, the Los Angeles Times, and he's even been on the Oprah show. And now he's right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Doesn't get much better than that. I don't know, Jonathan, me and Oprah. I'm not sure if there's a distinction there. Uh, well, I'm choosing you today, Polly. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad you are because I read life's big questions. And I've actually right now looking at the Enlightenment Project. And I have questions about how this came to be and how asking the questions that we may not have the answers to can really help us evolve in our own life. I think it's a, a fascinating book. And I it's really started me thinking, uh, which I love. So let's start with a little of your backstory. How did you come to be? How did this book life big questions come to be? And, and why did you embark on this path of personal development in your own life? Well, a lot of people, including me, embark on it due to pain. And I was like a suicidally depressed teenager. And I, I, before deciding to kill myself, I said, you know, let me at least try some different stuff. So I read a bunch of self-help books. I got into hypnosis and meditation. And uh, when I was around 25, I was meditating one day. And I said, um, you know, how can I be of service uh, as a, a good question to ask yourself? And a voice in my head said, get ready and take notes. 
well, I'd never had, you know, what, what's that, you know, <laughs> but you know, I figured that would seem harmless. So I got a pad and paper and took notes and out came 200 questions at pretty much a dictation. And then I sent it, I didn't know what to do with it. I hadn't written a book. So I sent it to a publisher and they said, we love this idea. Let's make a book. And then uh, the book ended up in Oprah's hands and she devoted two shows to the book and it became a bestseller. So it was all kind of like miraculous and grace and who knows what, but it seemed like something wanted these questions out there. And that led to a bunch of other books, including me asking these types of questions to spiritual leaders. So I interviewed everybody from the late Mother Teresa, Wayne Dyer, and Ramdas to the Dalai Lama and Deepak Chopra. And I'd ask them questions from the book. And that's the story behind the Enlightenment Project. How, do, how can you go from depressed like I was to feeling great, awakened, happy, and peaceful? And, you know, the, the ways people are doing that now are getting better and better. Most people don't know about that. Now, were you already on the path to becoming a psychotherapist when, when you had this moment with the questions or you went from being suicidal to this next, next level up or, or was it more of a slow evolution than that? It was a slow evolution, you know, working every day to meditate, to learn about happiness. I now have some books about happiness. Um, I was a psychotherapist by the time the questions came to me. Uh, but I wasn't a very good psychotherapist. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, you know, kind of impatient and wanting to get to the crux of the matter. And most people were more interested in just being, uh, getting empathy. So the questions I found were actually very useful for me to ask my clients because it got them to like a little bit of a deeper place. Yeah, I, I love that. And, and I have said on the show before that I think the quality of our lives are often determined not by how much we know, but by the quality of the questions we ask. Because yeah. so often, like I said in the intro, I'll land in some place and not even really know if I like it there, you know, or if that's what I want to create or if I'm being of service in that moment. Do you find the same in your life or, or with your clients? Is it important to pause and think of the questions in the moment or is it more important to seek the answers or is it all the same? Well, I think certain questions are always good to have like in the back of your mind. Um, and then, you know, asking good questions during the day is also helpful. Questions point you in the right direction. So I like certain questions like, you know, how can I be of better service? What do I need to know to uh, be more peaceful and happy in my life? Um, how, what can I feel grateful for? These are all good questions to, to always be asking. But uh, a lot of times I'm just very curious and I, I have a podcast called Awareness Explorers, and I don't prepare for the podcast. I just follow my curiosity. Like, what do I want to know about Deepak Chopra? What do I know, want to know about the Dalai Lama? You know, so being curious like every four-year-old is really part of what I think we're here to do. I, I, um, that's why I started this podcast because there was so much I didn't want, didn't know. And there was so much I was curious about. And in the beginning, I scripted like every single word and the conversations always go in these elaborate, fascinating places. So I stopped doing that. I had right. a few pinpoint questions I wanted to start with, but yeah. And I think when we take a moment to be curious, um, it's hard to be worried when I'm curious. It's hard to be stressed out when I'm curious or angry because it 
takes all of me when I'm curious and, and aware in that moment. I can't be mad at the stupid thing my husband did or judging whether it's stupid, right or wrong, or it's just more like, huh, I wonder how we ended up here. I wonder what caused him to think that way and why I'm thinking this way. Then it kind of diffuses the other so-called negative things that may come into my life too. Yeah, it makes you childlike. It makes you open to learning. I asked Ajah Shanti, a spiritual teacher from America, uh, what his definition of spirituality was. And he said, constant learning and discovery. Hmm. And I like that answer. You know, we, we are that way as little kids and life is very alive. And then as adults, we get, you know, uh, distract, uh, we get into what I call WMDs, uh, widgets mm -hmm. of mass distraction. And we forget what's really important in life and good questions can guide people back to that. You know, I get a lot of letters from people who say, I bought the book and I took it to my family Thanksgiving or, or Christmas and it led to great discussions. And, you know, rather than talking about the latest political uh, BS or, you know, all the things yeah. that we get caught up on, you know, to really talk about a bigger perspective where we're really reevaluating and making our lives better by focusing on questions that can give us good answers. Yeah, I love that use of your book. That's something that occurred to me too, because I have become very familiar in my relationships. These are people I've loved a long time. And I realized reading your book that these were things, not only did I not know all of them about myself, but I didn't know them about my husband or my daughter or my yeah. mother, you know? So it, it provides a really nice way of connecting saying, oh, I, I do want to know this person better. And, and when we share that with each other, it becomes pretty intimate and pretty special, I thought. Yeah, and even with couples, you know, I never have couples, uh, I'm a psychotherapist, I never have couples come into my office and say, we understand each other really well, that's why we <laughs> want a divorce, you know? but. Most couples don't understand each other that well, and asking some of the questions in the book actually helped them to, to really connect in a deeper way. You talk in the book about how you connected with your dad in a different way. You, mm. Something you wrote, which I really loved, and it made me think too, is you said you went from telling your dad about your beliefs to asking him and listening to his. Yeah, actually trying to tell my dad about my because that wasn't working very well. So after 20 years of, of failing at that, I finally said, I asked him a question that I really like, which is, have you ever experienced something that you couldn't explain, like a psychic phenomena or a miracle of some kind? I thought he'd say no, but it ends up he, had, he said yes and went on to explain some really interesting experiences he had. And at the end, he said, you know, when, when you look at things like this, it makes you think that there's much more than meets the eye going on. Have you ever thought about that, Jonathan? And then I said, <laughs> well, actually, I have thought about that quite a bit, you know. So it opened up a whole new relationship with him. And later I found out when I asked random people this question, have you ever experienced something you couldn't explain or a miracle or psychic phenomena? About 80% of people had, but they, hmm. there's no room for people to talk about that. So people were very excited to answer that question. And it, it changed how I was looking at the world because, you know, we think the world's predictable, but then, you know, when you see uh, your, or you hear a story about somebody being cured in cancer in one second, you know, and, and or something like that, you go, well, maybe I, I don't know everything, you know? Yeah, I, I think that's, that's not only um, useful for us in the direction we're sending our lives, but, but, 
I just find it fascinating too. Like, like questions like that, that's where the magic is in the world. I think learning, being open to something and learning something that's completely unexpected. Even if I don't like it, sometimes there are moments where it's like, whoa, well, that was interesting. That was yeah. a moment, right? I right. like not, I, that's kind of magical. I think if we approach it like that. All right. How important are the answers? to these questions? Is it the asking or is it dis the discovery of the answer to the questions we're asking that matters? I think it depends on the question. If you're asking, how can I uh, be happier or how can I uh, be of more service? It's good to explore specific answers or what am I grateful for? But other questions like, you know, what happens after you die or uh, uh, what's, what's the nature of love? These are questions where even the exploration just brings you a bigger view and the answers are less important than just really contemplating those questions. So we don't have to be dogged. This is a constant exploration then. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't have to like put it on life, my to-do list. Just like life should be a constant exploration. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back with Jonathan Robinson, we're going to get into some of his favorite big questions and how we can use them in our own lives. Right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said. We'll be right back on the best business network of Electrocast. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Polly Campbell Simply Said, and we've got Jonathan Robinson here, uh, author of 10 books, psychotherapist, and today we're talking about Life's Big Questions, the book that came out years ago now, but I think it's a fascinating way to unravel and discover and engage in our lives, asking questions without necessarily pursuing the answer in mind. So Jonathan, listen, you have you you got this download essentially of 200 questions right mm -hmm, have they mm -hmm. served you now since then i mean you know you're close but you're no longer 25. are these things you've gone back to over the years do they do they need to be updated or remodeled in any way well i almost think of them as like a superpower you know the, there's invisibility there's flying Asking good questions is a superpower because I can connect with almost anyone. You know, I'm on a plane, I say, what, what brings you the greatest joy in the world? And you start a great conversation right there. You know, those, those little connections are, are fantastic. Or even asking somebody that might help them to bring a, a deeper reflection in their life. Like, uh, what's most important to you in your life? And are you, are you pursuing that? You know, so I feel like almost like a force for good that I can simply ask these questions and create a deep conversation. I can help myself be happier by focusing on questions like, what am I really grateful for? Uh, so there's a lot of different questions that do different things, but each one is like a, a, a tool in a toolbox that has a great use. Does it ever, um, this kind of reflection, does it ever bring you down? I mean, there are hard, some hard questions in your book. Why do, why do people do bad things? Why do people mm -hmm. hurt other people? What do you do with those answers? Do you journal about them? Do you sit with them? Do you use that to activate or contribute money or time to causes you care about? How do you handle some of those tougher things? Well, I mostly discuss them with friends and it ends up being an interesting discussion. Uh, they don't bring me down because I'm, you know, things are as they are. And if I figure if I understand them, 
it's easier to accept them. Um, so that's my personal uh, way of dealing with it. But other people, I haven't heard people saying they get so much down from asking these big questions, but they do get reflective. And I think if there's one thing we need in this world, it's a little bit more self-reflection. Absolutely. I agree. I, I think often we get caught up in reflecting on the actions of others, right? We're judging the other instead of mm -hmm. looking at our role and the energy we're bringing. So uh, I love this book for that that reason. And I, I think I'm a fairly reflect reflective person, but uh, there were some surprises in here, which was uh, really nice. I like to know that I can continue to grow and learn things and be excited about things. And I also tried to uh, put little stories in the book as well, because some of the questions like, you know, a question might be one of the questions is, uh, who are you? Well, you know, that's a nice question, but I share a story where um, I'm meeting a guru in India, a famous guru named Papaji, and he has me sit in front of him. And he looks at me real closely and he says, so who are you? Well, I didn't know what to say. So I said, I'm Jonathan Robinson from the United States. And he just busted up laughing uh, along with the, the other people in the room. So I thought, well, that's, that's clearly the wrong answer. <laughs> so he said, no, who are you really? And I said, well, I'm, I'm a spiritual seeker. And he kind of shook his head no. And I said, well, I'm a, a writer. And he shook his head no. And I said, I'm a therapist. He shook his head no. And we did this for like, I ran out of roles after about two <laughs> minutes, you know? So that now I'm like quiet because I can't think of anything else to say. I look him in his eyes and there's actually like light beams coming out of his eyes. And I started to feel this weird thing in my chest and I decided I would just relax and let myself feel that. And then something like a, a, a tidal wave of love washed over me and it was so powerful that I just started sobbing mm -hmm. in his lap. And as I'm sobbing in his lap, he, he pats me on the head and he says, this love that you feel now, that's who you really are. And your job is to never forget that. I include stories like that because some of these questions, you know, they, they can be taken at a superficial level. Who am I? Well, I'm, I'm a writer. But, but if you really explore them, they have a deeper place that they can bring you to. I think that's a great point because many of the questions are not a one-off. Like it's not something that you're going to figure out on the way to the track meet to meet your kid or what, right? So I think it's really useful to sit with one or two of these and really explore them and then maybe go on to the next thing that calls to you. I, I, mm -hmm. I don't know. How do you want people to use these questions or what do you think is useful? Well, I, I hear a lot of people use them as just like, deep conversation starters with their friends, family, and mates. And, and that way you get other people involved. Then you get into what I would call a group exploration, which is really sweet. You know, before we had Netflix and everything else, we, we would sit around the <laughs> fire and we'd, we'd talk with each other and we'd explore. And, you know, that's, that's kind of missing today. But that's one of the best ways to have deeper meaning in your life. Uh, you know, when I'd ask these enlightened people for uh, my book, The Enlightenment Project, some of these questions, and they, so a lot of them were gurus and famous, and they'd say, you know, these are great questions. Can I, can I ask these? You know, I want, I want a book, and nobody's asking me these questions. They're asking me, what do I do with my kids? And, uh -huh. I, and they'd say, I don't have kids, so I have no idea. But, 
you know, if you want to know how to find peace, uh, mm. well, that I have an answer to. I love that. That's that's cool. That's really interesting because the people that become the gurus have done some serious reflection to get yeah. to that point, you know, yeah. and and it's something we can do throughout our lives. I find my answers to a few things change with each age, with each change in my life. My my daughter came along that prompted a whole bunch of other questions. And, you yeah. know, I it's worthwhile for me to come back and, and sit with some of those again. Do you have a favorite question or a favorite few to get people started or things that you come back to over the years? Yeah, I'll give a few. Uh, I like to ask people, what brings you your greatest sense of joy in life? And because that lights people up to talk about that. I like the miracle question. Have you ever experienced something that you thought was miraculous? And that lights people up. Um, a, a question about happiness is uh, what keeps you from greater happiness in your life? Just so people are aware of those obstacles. I like to ask people what they're grateful for. Um, it's interesting to ask people what they think happens after they die, because everybody has a different opinion about that, you know? Uh, a surprising number of people have had near-death experiences. So I will huh. ask, have you ever had a near-death experience? What was that like? You know, all these great experiences people have had that that we don't get a chance to discuss in this culture or, or this culture we're in, you know, which is really about buying stuff and and getting stuff done it's not necessarily about spiritual exploration so anything that helps people explore i think is a good question when you said a few of those i was thinking about the questions i asked my dad today i asked what time do you have to be at school <laughs> i asked what would do you, you like want for breakfast would you like fries with that order yeah you know? <laughs> right exactly and and it is my questions often in the day are about the information I need to get the next thing done. Mm -hmm. And I think we can miss whole days that way. You know, yeah. you, you've slowed me down to kind of take root and think, oh, but what, what kind of day do I want to have? What kind of feeling or what kind of connection do I want to have? Not just what, what do you want to eat? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, at night, my wife and I, before we go to bed, we shared the question, what was your highlight of the day and what made it so special? You know, and as we think about that, it makes us feel good. It's a good way to, to you know, think about before you go to sleep. And uh, it actually makes you happier to realize, oh, well, you know, there was a lot of problems today, but there was a really sweet moment. And we start, it kind of gets your mind focused on those sweet moments. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm going to drop that into my conversation tonight. At, when we sit down at the table, at the dinner table, we go around and what are you grateful for today? Mm -hmm. Um because I, I want I want that coming together time to be a moment where we appreciate each other or appreciate the moments that we have, because a lot does go wrong in the world and there's a lot of challenge. We can't overlook all the amazing things that are also happening as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Fantastic. Jonathan, where can we find your books and the things you're working on? Well, there's two main sites. One is findinghappiness.com, which has all my books and stuff. Uh, if people want my uh, five favorite ways to uh, awaken to inner peace for free, I have an ebook for free at theenlightenmentproject.net, and they can get all that free stuff there. And I have a podcast called Awareness Explorers if people want to hear my interviews with spiritual leaders. Yeah, it's worthwhile. The podcast, the books, go check them out. You can find me and join our uh, Substack community at polycampbell.com dot 
substack.com and that's the simply said community there and um where you can find me on my website at polycampbell.com and check out my other books the newest is called you recharged jonathan thanks for being here it's really um my my mind is buzzing with these things that i want to learn about the people in my life and myself and i think i'll pull out a journal and sit down and maybe pose a question of the day or something like that to get me started thank you very much for being here and remember simply start today by picking a question that you want to ask and ask your partner at the dinner table or a friend that you're meeting later ask yourself and take a moment to understand what brings you joy what helps you feel good and create meaning and be of service in this world i think the questions matter more than the answers when we start to go on that journey we learn a whole lot about ourselves of the world we live in and that will help us all live well do good and be happy are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations do you want to learn how to do it if yes then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric acid.